It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It never gets old. Really excited about the way this team played for the last two weeks. Since since the Big 12 tournament, this team has really elevated their game and has been pitching well. Deep, all three phases of our game have been outstanding. This season has been, um, it's been long. It's been wearing, um, especially living in the place that we're living and expectations and, you know, what if, how come, why aren't you, you know, and it's, Losing two games ain't too bad, but um, I've been really proud of this team and how they've handled a lot of the noise. There's the GOAT, Patty Gasso, talking about the excitement headed into this year's College World Series. And I, I think the fan base is, is kind of right there with her. We've, it's... <laughs> It's been kind of a weird year to where we've really been waiting for this since before the season started. There's an expectation, a demand. Yeah, yeah, it was it was I mean, something that a lot of teams don't have to deal with, the fact that most of your season viewed by your fan base is a foregone conclusion and it's just when do we get to the World Series up in Oklahoma City to see if you can yeah. win the national title? I mean, that's you know, it's impressive, but it's not like she said, it's, you know, it's an interesting place to live. It is. And it's something that I really haven't thought of much during the year. And I'm going to guess most fans haven't either, but I'm sure this year has been one of the more stressful, high pressure years that she's ever been a part of because anything less than a national championship, whether it's fair or not, is going to be deemed as a disappointment by the fan base. You know, Teddy, I mean, you could be up two to nothing in the sixth inning and some fans are like, what's, what's going on with the team today? What's going on? It's almost like there's this expectation every time that they roll out. Jocelyn Allo's going to hit three home runs. Jordy Ball, Hope Troutwine are going to throw a no-hitter. And they're going to win in a 10 nothing shutout in five games. It's not reality, especially when you play this many games in the sport. I, I'm sure that there has been a, a pressure this year that maybe hasn't been around for other years. And factor this in, too. Seems like every single time they play a home game, you know, the game is over, you know, an hour after the fact, and they're out there signing autographs and taking pictures with all the fans. Yeah. I'm sure there's been a pressure out there, too, to really help grow the game and help interact with the fan base, which you don't see in other sports. I don't think we truly understand what goes into a year like this. We just see all the incredible results, but I'm, I'm sure it's been pretty strenuous at times. I'll throw you some more pressure on top of it. I played in a national championship game and lost that game. Louisiana State, okay? And a ton of fans were down there. We lost the game. It was it was an embarrassment. We were the number 1 team in the country. Should have should have won the national championship. Yeah, agree with all that. But it happened 
in Louisiana in the Sugar Bowl to Louisiana State. Down there. They all stayed down there. I believe, and we'll see how it plays out, but I believe they're on a collision course to play in the final series with Oklahoma State. I'm with you on that. And I think Oklahoma is the better team. I think they're the more well-rounded team. I think they're better. Frankly, I think they're better in all facets. Maybe not by a huge margin, but I think they're better in all facets. That doesn't mean that you're always going to win. So imagine the pressure being the overwhelming favorite and then playing in a national championship series in your own state in front of both fan bases, another team that's in your own state, to where when you lose and the game is over, you don't leave it somewhere else. Yeah, it's the highest possible pressure situation right. they could face. In yeah. Oklahoma City against Oklahoma State. Sure, that's it's it. one thing to lose to UCLA. Um, you don't want to, but to lose to OSU and have having to live in this state with those fans, you know, it, yeah. would, it would be it'd be awful, you know, and, and that's what would be super disappointing. And it goes to your point: is think of all the incredible things that have happened this softball season. Jocelyn Allo broke the career home run record. Lindsey Elam had what four or five consecutive at bats where she hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Jordy Ball won freshman of the year. Jocelyn Allo won national player of the year. Records upon awards, all that, but the lasting memory would be just that of just what you said. That's how much yeah. pressure is is on it right now. Yeah. Good thing is, it seems like this team always operates against a high level of pressure, and they, they seemingly always do just fine. Well, and one thing I really like about them, I mean, they're the most talented team in the field. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. But more importantly. That team's got championship DNA that no other team in that field can match up to. UCLA as a program has championship DNA, but there's a lot of turnover of what they had from last year or even that team that won the national championship a few years back. OSU has you know the players that have played in the Women's College World Series but not in the championship series. I think that that is worth its weight in gold, man, when no you've doubt. got the championship DNA up and down the lineup that OU has. Now, let me ask you this. Um, let's say, let's say they did, they don't win the, the championship. How do you think the fan base would react? I mean, it'd be, they'll react incredibly disappointed is how they're going to react. I know they'd be disappointed. Try and fire Patty Gasso or anything like that. No, I know, but I don't think they would. I still think that the softball team is so beloved that even though they're the overwhelming favorite, even though they've you know they've they've got the best player, the best freshman player, the best pitcher, like all of these things, I still feel like if they lose, like everyone would be disappointed because they want to share in that championship. But with I, the team. I feel where you're going. There won't be the venom that right. there would be after a big football loss. I, I do agree with that. That would not be there. If 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 the football team lost to Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve Championship and then lost to them in the national championship game, it would be oh yeah, 
<laughs> you know, it, Someone's going to pay. I don't know who would pay, but someone would have to pay uh, for that. It, it would. It would be. It would be brutal. I feel like. So, I mean, it is just an interesting dynamic. Um, that is one side of the equation, and it's fair. The other side of it is the sweetest side. I think the sweetest possible scenario: you beat Texas at some point, mm-hmm. and then you beat Oklahoma State. You sweep them. In Redemption the, tour. Yep, 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 yep. And that's what I think will happen. I do. Yeah, I do too. Um, because they're they're the most talented. They're they're the best coach. They've got the most experience. Um, they're going to have the most fans there. Like the everything is is really on their side right now, and that's what I expect to happen. I just think it's interesting, and in no way am I saying like it's an unfair double standard. No, I actually prefer the softball standard. I like that. You know that there's not going to be venom and stuff from the fan base. Um, but. I, I think it's a moot point. I think they're going to go in and win this thing, and it feels like they are on a mission. And I do think that having lost the the Big 12 championship, the tournament championship to Oklahoma State would be, you know, fuel for the fire. I think even OSU fans, like, as enjoyable as that win was for them, you know, finally beating OU, I think that – when it comes to having to play OU this week, winning that game against them, you know, normally when you beat a team, it gives you confidence that you could do it again, right? right oh, sure. We finally got over the hump. Now we know. Now we know we can match up when we can beat them. I kind of feel like it has the reverse effect. I feel like OSU fans are saying, nah, we really know how good they are. All we did was piss them off by beating them in the Big 12 championship game. We're about to get their absolute best. It's going to be a fury when we have to play them again. Well, I hear you. Now, truth serum-wise, that may be what Oklahoma State fans would say, but like casual conversation, uh, message board fodder. That is not. Oh hell, it's our state now. Mike Boynton said we had the best coach. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it, right there. You, no, no Oklahoma State fan would admit that, and rightfully so. I don't think they should, right? But you know, sometimes you know whenever you're about to face the better, better team. Frankly, I, we. Felt like that going into Stillwater with our football team last year. Yeah. <laughs> you no know? Doubt. No that's doubt. kind of how it was. Uh, how about this? Big 12 football 2022 all-conference team. This is not official. This is from Athlon Sports. They put out one of the several preseason magazines that I buy every single year. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, no Sooners on the first-team offense or the first-team defense. Wow. On their uh, all-Big 12 team. Spencer Sanders at quarterback. Bijan Robinson, Deuce Vaughn at running back, Quentin Johnston at TCU, Xavier Hutchinson at Iowa State, Xavier Worthy at Texas are your wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, no offense, no defense. Dylan Gabriel did get second team offense, but no one on the first team to be found. Um now this is a prediction on how it's gonna be at the end of the year, right? Is that's what it's supposed to be, right? Correct, yes. Those, These are the best individual players at each position in the league for 2022 is what they say. Um, those skill guys on offense, it's hard to argue with any of that. I, those, those are all 
Really, really good yeah. names. Yeah, at running back, that's pretty solid. Bijan Robinson and Deuce Vaughn. And even at wide receiver, Quentin Johnson's a he's really good awesome. player. Xavier Worthy, I think, is going to have an awesome year. Um, Xavier Hutchinson, too, is, is a good player. But The I, Johnston kid at TCU. Did he I, moss someone from OU last uh, year? He, Yeah. He, I don't know if TCU is going to be any good right, record-wise, but their offense is going to air it out. He's going to have a ridiculous statistical yeah. season. but you I know, think you can argue Marvin Mims over a Xavier Hutchinson. Um, I think you could. Now, if you just want to go off last year's stats alone, it makes it a little bit tougher. Yeah. But we're projecting, again, this is what we're doing. We're projecting who the best three wide receivers are going to be in the conference, and I project Marvin Mims to be one of the three best wide receivers in the conference. If not Marvin Mims, if you think someone else is going to be wide receiver one at OU, that's fine. Really, the point is I think OU's best receiver is going to be one of the three best wideouts in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had he was eighty three receptions last year, nine hundred and eighty seven yards. wasn't quite a thousand yard receiver. Five touchdowns. Hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. I thought he was gone. <laughs> I, I thought he was leaving after last year. How is he back? I don't know. Well, he was pretty young. When he had like 10 catches in the Big 12 championship game against OU in 2020, I feel like he was like a freshman or a sophomore that year. Was yeah, he not? Yeah. He was a – because he was a transfer, I believe. He was listed as a senior in 2021. So so who got snubbed on this list? Offensively, who should be on the preseason all-Big 12 Did they have list? any offensive line on there? Yeah, they did. Um, center was yeah. Jacob Gall at Baylor. I guess we shouldn't have any offensive line either. Connor Galvin at Baylor, Zach Frazier at West Virginia, Cooper Beebe at Kansas State, Trevor Downing of Iowa State. Yeah, I think that's the only – here's what I'll say. like Receiver, those are three really good names. An OU receiver has a really good chance to break into that group. But I think two of those three will be on there. I agree with you, and Xavier Hutchinson is probably the guy that's not. And I think OU has a really good chance to break a a wide receiver into that group. And I think they have a really good chance to have the quarterback. Yes, yep, 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 yep. Um, I will say that of anything on there, the most guaranteed thing, I can can guarantee that Spencer Sanders will not be the first team All-B-12 quarterback next year. It's uh, OU's going to have to have a bad year. Texas is going to have to have, well, I mean, uh, another bad year, we should say. Baylor. Baylor's going to have to have a bad – there's going to have to be some wacky things in the conference happen for Spencer Sanders to be yep. the best quarterback in the Big 12 next year. I agree. Because uh, statistically last year, he wasn't even close to the best quarterback in the Big 12. He just had the team that had the best defense in the Big 12. Sure. And they had the best defense the program – has ever fielded that's why he that's why he won it so defensively who's most likely to be on the list at the end of the year oh man um it's tough because a lot of that depends on you know who else plays at those positions yeah read me the d-line will mcdonald at iowa state good player dante Stills at west virginia good player uh, that Uzoma kid at uh, Kansas State is on there. 
and then uh, Colin Oliver at Oklahoma State. And how do you say the kid from Baylor's name? Siaka? Oh, IK? The, he's going to be on there. Um, he's a massive human being. That – because I'm, I'm thinking – who are the backers? Dylan Doyle at Baylor, Daniel Green at Kansas State, DeMarvian Overshone at Texas. Yeah, I think it's uh, – thanks, Stripling. That's best case – well, I don't know if it's – it's really good news for this defense if the most likely is their edge player. Now, it, it could be – it could be a corner that has a big interception year. I, if you go out and have four or five interceptions – you know, it doesn't really matter how good of a cover corner you were. If you end up with five interceptions, you're going to make the All-Big 12 list. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No so, I And I think, not to say that we don't have good corners, I think we're going to have solid guys. It's just hard to predict who a corner would break in or or safety. So I would say Strip because I think there's a chance that Strip could have a nice little sack season. Yeah, I mean, he should. He's, I mean, mm-hmm. everything's right there for him to have statistically a great year. For you sure. go, you go bust out um, t- a 10 sack year. You, I mean, you got a really good chance of being all big 12. How about this? I'm not really worried about what his numbers are going to be. I think the numbers are going to be fine. And you can't really measure this with a statistic, I don't think. But it's more about consistency more than anything to me. The flash plays, dude, I don't, I don't doubt. Th- those right. are going to be there. But consistency down consistent, in and down out, will that, will that be there? Consistent that's, that's pass That's hard rush. to measure. Yeah, that's hard to measure. Uh, text line, who's a better QB, Spencer Sanders or Stetson Bennett? Stetson Bennett. Agree with that. Bulletin board material for the team now for sure. Yeah, I'm just surprised that, you know, you do this list and you say, oh, well, we got to have one OU guy on here. Let's put in – Marvin Mims, I'm pretty surprised that no OU players at all made that made that list. Well, I'm really not all that surprised. Um because we just don't have we don't have a whole lot of name recognition coming back from last year. Um you know, I, I guess we do a little bit at wide receiver, but even last year at wide receiver I we didn't have a did we have a all Big Twelve wide receiver was Mims all Big Twelve? No, his numbers were way down. Yeah, I don't think they did. That's what I'm saying is I don't. You know, you usually use last year's as a pretty good guide or indication of what's going to happen the next year. And you know, we were we were way down last year on on all Big Twelve representation. But it's not going to look like that. I can guarantee we will be well represented. I guess I shouldn't say I can guarantee it, but I think we'll be well represented on the All Big Twelve first team, both sides of the ball. Yeah. I think we'll have. I think someone's going to emerge defensively that we're not expecting could be on the. I Ethan Downs isn't a guy that I would say he's going to. I mean, we already know about him, you know. Yeah. But I think that he's potentially a guy that we look up at the end of the year and say, yeah, he's an All Big Twelve first team guy. There's that potential's there with him. You know what's crazy though? I read that list again. That. That defensive, that front seven list of players, that's like the best preseason list of Big 12 defensive players. Colin Oliver's a, a well known name in Oklahoma Beast. State. Will McDonald seems Beast. like he's been making plays at Iowa State for three he's years. He's been like now. tied for the lead in sacks like the last two or three years in and a row. Dante Steele's at West Virginia. I mean, he's 28 years old. Yes. And the big kid from Baylor, um, 
Backers, all all three of the backers are really good. That's a stout, and that you know, it, the league reflects that on on defense. How much better this league's gotten defensively? All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush rolls on next. Stay tuned. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about, but we'll figure out a way to cut. Worst nightmare ever. Yeah. This might be worse than Disney World next week. I don't okay. know. Uh, 24-7 Sports had their uh, bowl projection summer edition and oh god they've got OU and Texas A&M in the 11 a.m. Sugar Bowl in New Orleans Louisiana it's never a good time to have to deal with A&M fans but dealing with 11 a.m. fans before or de- dealing with A&M fans before noon I, I don't think I could handle it I'm not a coffee drinker I'd have to pour some Baileys in the coffee to uh, deal with A&M fans that early in the morning so I'm guessing this they have Alabama and Georgia going to the college football playoff. Yeah, they have what's the exact matchup they have? In the Peach Bowl, they have number one Alabama versus number four Ooh. Utah. And in the Fiesta Bowl, they got number two Ohio State, number three Georgia. Yeah, so they have AM as the third highest ranked. SEC team, and I'm guessing Oklahoma as the Big, the Big 12 champ, champ but yeah. must be a must be a two loss Big 12 champ. I'm guessing, or Utah's undefeated, or hmm, interesting. But if we're not going to make the playoff, I wouldn't mind that matchup. I mean, I wouldn't mind slapping A and M around, but. It's just you get tired of 11 a.m. games throughout the year, and then your bowl game is just like, oh, really? I wonder if that would deter some fans from going to the Sugar Bowl to go to that game since it's 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Maybe not. Well, Maybe the thrill of beating A&M just, you know – you know, it's it's worth the price of admission, but dang. Unfortunately, I feel like there'd be some people that would say, hey, it works out perfect. We can just – leave Bourbon Street and go to the game. Honestly, that's probably what I would do. God, what a disaster. Because pregame shows start so early. Yeah, it's it's the worst idea possible. It's not a good idea. I didn't <laughs> say it was a good idea. I'm just saying that that's what would probably it's happen. What would yeah. happen. Um, I don't know, man. I I have a hard time, and I know a lot of people are super high on A&M, mainly because you know they were a, what an 8-4 football team last year. So people are mainly high on them because they had a really good recruiting class, which is not going to be – it's not going to correlate hardly at all to any success this season. So why they've got Texas A&M so high, I have no a- idea. A&M ain't sniffing a New Year's Six Bowl game. I don't, Go ahead and mark that one down. I wouldn't think so. I don't think they're going to be the third best team in the SEC. I don't think they're going to be – I think – Arkansas is going to be better than A&M next year. I think Mississippi State may be better. I think Hell, Ole Miss got a chance to be better. Yeah, I think the the 
the teams that finished in front of them last year are probably going to fin in fr- finish in front of them the this coming year too. I'm uh, I'm picking OU as a playoff team, probably the fourth playoff team. But if they end up going to the Sugar Bowl, I'll tell you who they might play, and this could work out pretty well for them. They go play Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, which I I roll. They'd have guys mm-hmm. opt out of the game and not play and all that crap. But still, beating Georgia in a Sugar Bowl – that would propel you quite nicely going into the 2023 season when you got to play them again in week two. Okay, if if we're talking about a non-semifinal, uh, we're talking about a, a Sugar Bowl, could I interest you, and I think that there is a legitimate chance of this happening, could I interest you in a Oklahoma-Tennessee Sugar Bowl? Um, y- yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Hypel storyline is good enough for me, so... You can interest me in that. I'd like OU's chances in that game. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I would too. I, I don't know um, how many – well, I guess Marvin Mims got a chance to be drafted high. They got some guys on the team that got a chance to be drafted high. I may be crazy about this, but I feel like what they're all about or you know what Brent Venables is making this team all about, I think at least immediately this year, I don't think that you're going to see a whole lot of opt-outs especially if it's like a New Year's Six Bowl game. Yep. I don't think they'd have to necessarily worry about that this year. I'll tell you something else that would happen. And maybe it would be the maybe it would be an awesome matchup because of this. Brent Venables would put on a full-on love fest for Josh Heupel and would squash whatever beef was there yeah I, I i think he would make it a point to do that yeah that's real that'd be really cool actually yeah but i think i mean the beef is not between those two guys no. but i do agree with you that he i mean looked at as the face of ou football to extend that invitation mm-hmm. out sure uh and i think that that is if you're telling me alabama and georgia are one and two in the sec and they go to the the playoff, I think there's a, a really good chance that Tennessee's the next team up. Because I think they'll, I think they've got um, the next next best quarterback there. I'm I I think they're I think I'm maybe I'm a little pro Tennessee and you've pointed that out. There is some bias there, and I'm willing to accept that. But you've got to show me something else that looks better in the SEC, and I haven't seen it yet. I would love to play Arkansas in the Sugar Bowl. That's from the 918. Okay. Well, Arkansas's got a just stupid schedule this year. I don't think that they're going to be hmm. flirting with the Sugar Bowl this year. That is the 918 area code. Am I sniffing an Arkansas fan? <laughs> yes, sir. Probably. What about LSU? Um, tell me I, how good Jaden Daniels is going to be. I I wouldn't – well – I don't love LSU this I don't year. think any Sooner fan – you want to talk about not having any Sooner fans show up? Play LSU in 11 a.m. Sugar Bowl. I know, man. It would be a ghost town for OU fans. Lane in California says, early, uh, early show up at Dodger Stadium with the final hour of the rush going on. Great show as usual, boys. And he's sending us a picture from the third baseline at Dodger Stadium. Lane, I love you, dude. Um, once number five comes to the plate tonight, I'm going to need you to go, Boo! Is that you free suck! Sell out! 
win a World Series and go to the West Coast? <laughs> uh, man, I that is a good looking ballpark, and I would just I be think it's a dump dropping. Well, I guess the field, not the stadium. The field looks good. I would be dropping bombs in left center. Lane, though. how many uh, homeless guys are taking a nap out in the left field bleachers? Texas back, 405-651-3439. Is that how they get their attendance up? They just yeah, kinda... the homeless? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Knowing the Dodgers of all teams. Oh, uh, wow. Good stuff. If you can't tell I, I hate L.A. What about South Carolina? I see the text message. I think they're going to be improved. They had a good season last year, 7-6 and six squad. I just – I think they're going to continue to climb. Being number three in the SEC, I think, is a bit too much too soon. I would would agree with that. Rattler's not opting out of that bowl game, though, most likely. I don't know, unless the OU defense looks good, that he might say, eh, might see my way out of this one. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, do you and Josh Heupel still stay in touch? It's been a long time. Um it's been a really long time. Should I text him right now and see if he gets back? Hey, what should I up? say? Hey, no, you should say, hey, remember that time uh, we went to the CC's buffet? <laughs> first. Or first. Oh, you didn't go to CC's with him? No, it was, it was just first. It was first. Mm, yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I'm very surprised that you, as a true freshman, that you were invited to the first buffet with the senior quarterback captain. It was my first or second day at OU. It was. I was hey, I was as shocked as, as Did he like want to you date your now. sister or something. Like that seems kind of odd. I don't know. It it was odd. Maybe I just like awkwardly hung around until they <laughs> said, "Do you want to come too?" You know, one of those type of things. That's probably more. I like, was hoping that at some point during the ride there, you were like, "Oh crap, they're gonna make me pay for everyone's <laughs> meal." Luckily, it's first. Luckily, it's first. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up couple segments left. Stay with us. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all Oklahomans, like our addition of Norman's first solar farm, the OEC Solar Garden. We pride ourselves in finding and creating solutions for today and tomorrow. Your trusted energy advisor, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. Sports radio icon Mike Steely. You know, you may not think he's smart, but he is. And 247 Sports Parker Thune. This dude is just drama of the highest degree. Get you through the midday with the Steel Minute Thune at noon. It is the four horsemen of the college football apocalypse. There on the left, I see. That's the NIA. Final hour of The Rush live on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Air Comfort Solutions text line is 405-651-3439. Uh, Lane does confirm that there's homeless everywhere in L.A. It's a dumping ground, but he can't lie. It's a beautiful ballpark out there at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I think it's a dump, if you ask me. It's not great. Uh, uh, just the the surroundings are pretty. The weather's beautiful. The actual field the surface is beautiful, but that is not a very nice stadium compared to the rest of Major League Baseball. Back, Which, who cares? Back when Teddy was at OU, Furs was a cafeteria, not a buffet. 
Hmm. You think there was wars back in the day between furs and lubies? Real stiff competition between the two. Probably. It's a. It was a cafeteria, but it was still a buffet style cafeteria, right? Isn't that still the same thing? If you pay so. for a, I don't know. Furs has really churched up their uh, logos, like lights on the outside of the building off the highway and more. I'm like, dang. There's still a furs. Well, I didn't like look for it until we talked about it a few weeks ago. I feel like the exterior is going through some improvements, but <laughs> yeah, it's over there by the Warren. I may have to go check that out. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. Wow. Okay. You have a nice meal at first, right before you get on the plane to Orlando. What could go wrong? Oh get the wow! Trip started off right. Yeah that that would be a that'd be a rough ride, especially if there's turbulence. Mm. Mm. I am not an Arkansas fan. I am, however, a lifelong resident of Tulsa, and I am fed up. With the obnoxious razor, razor neck fans. <laughs> I, it would do my heart great joy to see OU kick them around in the Sugar Bowl, and I'll drive my car around town blaring Boomer Sooner. Well, I think your, your head is in the right place. But if I've ever learned anything about fan bases. When you beat them, they do not say, uh, well turns out you guys were right you have a better football team and program than we do just dig in they dig in deeper they find more um excuses which makes you hate them even more well here's what happens if you're right they never admit that you're superior they just figure out what's going to cut deep the most and call you a redneck and tell you to go back to your trailer park. That It, it turns personal after right. that. Mobile homer. Well, at least we don't cheat. Well, that and that's the <laughs> that's the ultimate sign of defeat is when Texas fans are, hell, at least I don't live in Oklahoma. That's all you got left, bud? Okay, I'll, I'll take it any day up here compared to what you got down there. I assure you of that. Have you heard that? I've never heard the of razor course neck. I've heard, I, no, I haven't heard a razor neck, but yeah, we're going to start that's using great. it. That's great. Um, uh, looks like uh, we've learned that Furs and Moore has been a... Uh, well, something's happening over there. It looks like some yeah. some sort of painting or construction been or something. been closed since on. COVID hit. Yeah. Tough. Good time to buy it. You're in commercial real estate, right? Buy it and fire it back up. All you got to do is make some jello and some fried chicken every day. Can't be that hard. Seems seems fairly cheap, but I think it's harder to get food uh, now than maybe it's ever been. And um, there's something that we know about those uh, buffets. They waste a lot of food sitting out oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right about food, by the way, because what yesterday it's, well, Taco Bell didn't anticipate the Mexican pizzas being so popular. Well, they just have to take it off the menu. They hope to bring it back by the fall of <laughs> this year. And then I see, well, movie theaters are having a hard time popcorn. keeping popcorn stock. Popcorn? I thought that that was one of the more easier things to keep stock, keep in stock. Dude, it's crazy, and I... I I don't know, man. There's some really weird things going on out there. Baby uh, formula. There's a shortage there. Yeah, baby formula. Absolutely. There's all these fires that you've seen, and I guess it's been a while now. But at one point, there's all these fires at these food processing plants, and then I saw like maybe yesterday there was a 
fire at a chicken farm that killed 200,000 chickens in Minnesota. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend fire. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I don't know what's happening. It's crazy. It's the apocalypse. Apoc- Which can the apocalypse just delay like three more years until Britt Venables wins a national championship and OU gets to beat A&M a couple times? Like at least let us have that before everything uh, ends, please. You haven't seen the apocalypse until you see my son whenever I tell him that there's no more popcorn. <laughs> Dude, I had some at uh, the new uh, Top Gun yeah. Monday night. It was at that uh, theater off of, oh gosh, like you're going north to Edmond. Yeah. And you just write. Broadway extension. You just, pre- you just press a button, you write on a piece of paper what you want, and they bring it to you. Wow. It's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, my son goes through... Probably four, maybe more than, uh, this is sad to say as a parent, probably four bags of microwave popcorn a day. We Yeah, we've got, a, we've got an 11-year-old that rolls through about two a day, and that's fine, but then your entire house smells like popcorn for the rest of the day. It could smell worse. <laughs> you know, popcorn's not bad, but yeah, if, if we tell him, pop, sorry, buddy, there's a popcorn shortage, it's, it's game over. Game over. Maybe he'll want to cancel that Disney trip then. Yeah, there's an idea. There's an idea. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap things up. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The ref.